That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. Hey, brothers and sisters, I hope this day finds you well. I've been on vacation uh, with the wife. We we go on vacation together in, in order to do, you know, invest in, in one another, invest in our partnership, which if that's something that you do not do, I recommend that you change that immediately because what you practice at, you will get better. And if you practice at being partners, then you'll be better partners. And uh, since I've been winning for the last 19 years, I, I think I can be an authority on it by this point. <laughs> So I'm back and no sooner do I get back that I see some, you know, the same ridiculousness uh, being put forth. And this is something that I just, I felt that I had to, to give my take on, to give my view. Because what it stands as is an, an overt indication of the level of social conditioning that America has perpetrated on the black community over the last 60, 70 years. That's all it is, it's just a result from all the brainwashing. Let's jump in. So what we have here is, let me read this. Black people are sharing the unwritten rules they follow that most white people are clueless about and it's eye-opening. And they give 21 unwritten rules. First of all, the person who, who wrote this article would have had to ask their readers, their black readers, for this, which, which in and of itself is absurd. Do you see? Like the whole thing is conditioned. You ask these questions because you know that the black community's already been brainwashed. You know the kind of answers that you're going to get. And, and you want to use those answers to further perpetrate, or further perpetuate, excuse me, the social conditioning. So now you're just in this loop where you got people so conditioned that you can ask questions that you know are going the answers are going to validate being in the loop. But the loop is not based in reality to begin with. It's been socially conditioned because it's not reality. If it were just the truth, you wouldn't need social conditioning. It would just be the truth. Like, hey, what color is the sky? You just walk outside and look up. You see what I'm saying? But if you social condition somebody to believe the sky is purple, and then, then you ask them about the sky, they're going to say that the sky is, is purple. Even if it's blue, they're not going to walk outside. They've been conditioned to just believe it, regardless of reality and fact. So I found it very, very telling, very disheartening, because as I said, once again, it's just uh, an indication of the level of brainwashing that you're finding in the black community. And with most of these things, they're just anecdotal. And absolutely none of them are based in fact. They don't, they don't provide any type of corroborating data they just asking people some questions. Once again, they're looking at the black community as a monolith because what's, what's, what was the data size? Or not the data size, but, but what was the size of, of the responders? Was, is this just 21 black people? Was it 100 black people? From which communities? From which states? What's the age group on these, on these black people? None of this stuff is given. I know that they didn't ask me because if they had, I would have debunked all of this crap. Or, or is this more probable that they had a lot of responses and they only chose the ones that corroborate their, their conclusions already? Is that more probable? Probably. Let's jump in to this. 
Okay, here we go. Number one, no matter how angry you get, you try and remain calm. If you raise your voice even a little, regardless of what you say or how you say it, you're instantly labeled an angry black woman and judged wrongly even when you're right. That's, once again, just an anecdotal story. Where's, what's the corroborating data? Because I've never seen this. Now, what I have seen is in the black community, especially from black men, they're the ones who accuse a black woman of being an angry black woman. There's even been movies about it. Oh, yeah, she's an angry black woman. And the stereotype is even perpetuated in black movies. Just look at some of Tyler Perry's movies. The stereotype, it is a stereotype, and I understand stereotypes are based in, in data. They're based in what, what, what people have seen on a regular basis, and then the stereotype forms. They're not just made up out, out of thin air. And so I would say that this um, angry black woman thing is actually perpetuated by the black community. So that's kind of ironic, don't you think? That you're trying to say that, you know, I have to keep calm because white people are this or that. Really? So do Asian people see it this way? Do Indian people see it this way? Do Native American people see it this way? Or it's just white people, right? Do you understand? Like, do you see? Do you think that it's not even, it's not even logical in its application because they don't encompass everything. They're very, they have a very narrow focus just on white people, which is just absurd. It's just absurd, actually. Let's move to number two. My mother taught me to always ask for a bag and receipt, no matter how small the purchase, or you can be accused of stealing. No, that's not the way it works. That's not the way it works. Once again, it's anecdotal. If this has happened to you, that doesn't mean it happens to all black people. That's absurd. And... This will be more of how you present yourself. She may tell me that if you're presented nice, let's say you're Lululemon from head to toe, and you're, and you're well-groomed and you're well-spoken, that if you walk in and purchase something and say, no, I don't want a bag, I don't want you to waste it, which is what I normally say, I can carry it out, that they're gonna stop you at the door, really? Or if you walk in with your, with your pants down around your backside and you're wearing a hoodie, you're not well-groomed, you're not well-spoken, your posture sucks, you, you're disrespectful, and you walk in, you don't think that, that they're gonna notice you? Now granted, no, no, understand, I didn't say race. I merely gave you attire and characteristics. Because it won't matter if you're Hispanic, if you're white, if you're black, if you're dressing this way, which is, which is the uniform, stereotypically, of a thug, they're going to think that you're up to no good. If you walk into my store, I would be watching you. So, why don't you dress respectfully? Why don't you have some consideration and some self-respect for yourself? And understand that this is bogus. I frequently walk out. Nobody stops me. Nobody follows me around in stores. You guys are at. You guys have lost your minds if you believe this. Number three. As a black woman in a predominantly white area, I make a point of approaching staff First, in stores when I walk in, I ask an innocuous question in a friendly, high-pitched voice, even if I don't need anything. They seem to feel safer around me and do not follow me around when I do that first. So, what, what do you think that white people are, like aliens? Do you think, that, you think that every white person sees you as some type of threat? When, when black-on-black crime takes way more lives than any other ethnicities perpetrated on the black community, 
which would mean that you should be more afraid of another black person once again if they are dressed like a thug, if they're, if they're conducting themselves a certain way. But, but statistically, you have a higher probability of being hurt, harmed, killed by another black person than any other ethnic group. So this right here is just absolutely stupid. This area is absolutely stupid. This is all predicated on you believing that black people are inherently racist, which in and of itself is actually racist. Let's move on. These things are so silly. That's why I wanted to bring it to your attention. As a black woman, I usually keep my college jacket in the car. If I have to go to the emergency room, I'll receive better treatment if doctors see that I have a higher education. That is absolutely false, absolutely absurd. You understand that if you go to the ER, I was an EMT. If I show up at an accident, we don't check cards, see who has insurance, any of that stuff. You're trying to show up and help who needs the help the most, we triage. And then we take that person to the ER. You understand that the ER, they don't ask for any information. They just save your life. And a lot of times, even if you're uninsured, the hospital just won't get reimbursed. But they will first help you, no matter who you are. Even if you're not even a legal citizen, they will just help you if you're brought into the ER. I, as an EMT, will just take you to the ER. I, if you're a citizen, it won't matter. This is absolutely stupid. This is, do you see how, how the black community has been conditioned that they believe, they live in a world where they actually, you, you've conditioned them to believe that white people are just out to get them and that black community, the black community is looked at as violent and uneducated as a monolith. We're so stupid that we can't even get ID to vote, therefore it's voter suppression to require an ID because that's how stupid we are. They're lowering educational standards because we're so stupid that we can't, we can't be given normal standards because we're below them. Do you understand? These people hate you and they condition you to hate yourselves and to hate your country and to hate white people and be racist. Number five, I'm from Louisiana where they still have sundown towns. Where are they at? Where are the sundown towns? You're from Louisiana, where? Where are the sundown towns? Where are the sundown counties? None, none of it's provided. Where are these sundown towns? Right? Avoid them at all costs. If you have to pass through at night, make sure you have a full tank of gas so that you don't have to stop. Where are these, where are they at? Where are they at? Huh, where? <laughs> these are all anecdotal and they're absurd. They're absurd. Was there a time when this was true? Yes, it was a long time ago. Why, why, ask yourself, why do they want all this to go backwards? Why do they want us to go back in time to a time where this was true? We've, we've grown past this, we evolved past this. And in a predominantly white country, white people had a huge hand in us growing past this absurd evilness. And you can't even give them that credit. White people founded this country, the greatest country ever. You can't give them the credit. Oh, slavery this, slavery that. Which shows how uneducated you are. If you think that slavery is the original sin of the United States, it's the original sin of man. And it's still being perpetrated today. You know what it's not? It's in America. Largely thanks to white, largely, largely thanks to white people. They really want you to hate yourself, hate your own, hate your country. What are they giving you in return? Nothing but hate and self-loathing. 
emotional uh, emotional volatility and 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 aggression like what are they giving you in return they're telling you to hate yourself hate your country hate your fellow brothers and sisters who don't look like you and don't act like you and don't think like you what does that sound like to you what are they giving you in return that you would follow these people number six i'm a black woman relatively new to my mostly white neighborhood okay so if you're relatively new to the neighborhood then you won't stop from moving in then okay got it when I take a walk for exercise, I always walk in the middle of the street, not too close to houses on either side. I wear reflective gear and avoid staring too closely at any of the houses. I, I often think of Maude Arbery while I'm walking. First of all, walking with reflectors is actually just pragmatic. That makes sense. Second, if you think that you have to walk in the middle of the street, then you, you have, your mind is gone. And you moving into a new neighborhood that's predominantly white, Kudos for you. It means that you, made, you must have made some good decisions and you're moving to a better neighborhood. Now, it just happens to be predominantly white based on this anecdotal story. I'm sure there's more than white people who live here. But what she's saying is that she's moved to a nice neighborhood. She wears reflectors when she walks, which is pragmatic. But she's thinking, she's trying to apply a Maude Arbery to her. First of all, what you've been told about a Maude Arbery is, is not completely accurate. Is what happened to him, was that, was that justified? Now, from what I know of it, no, it looked crazy to me. But he was, what, miles and miles away from his home. And then they kept showing this picture of him, like this prom picture, like of him in a tuxedo. You know why? Because if you look at modern pictures, you see that he was an actual thug. Pants down, down his waist. He, he, he wasn't this pillar of, of, of citizenship and law-abiding, you know, he wasn't a law-abiding citizen. But they wanted to paint him as something different. There's more to that. There's more to it. If you're not a thug, and you're not conducting yourself suspiciously, nobody's paying attention to you. Nobody is. You know, if you, if you read The Four Agreements, Toltec um, Wisdom by Don Miguel Ruiz, The Four Agreements, in one of them, and this is something that really stuck with me, he said it's the height of selfishness to believe, and I'm going to paraphrase, it's the height of selfishness to, to believe that this world exists to do things to you, to do things for you, and to wait on you to do things for it. I'm paraphrasing. It's the height of selfishness. Nobody cares about you. If you're following the law, 9.9 times out of 10, you're all good. Can, can there be a person out there in law enforcement who's a racist? Of course. But if you look at the statistics of interactions between police officers in any community, let alone the black community, and you break it down statistically, it's far less than a percent that any shenanigans go on. Now, these things should still be weeded out and persecuted to the full extent of the law, of course. But to say there's some pervasive problem, it's just not statistically supported. So that woman's crazy. You need to walk on the sidewalk and get out the street. Number seven, I was taught to be an overachiever because no one expects a black woman to be smart and well-spoken. I'm not expected to have a voice in anything, and many are shocked when I do. They are astounded when I can verbalize my thoughts and opinions in multiple syllable words. Melanin and ovaries do not cancel out intelligence and reason. Where are these people at? Where are these people at? Because in spite of what the left and progressives want, 
A meritocracy is the best way. And if you're intelligent and you have skills to offer that are valuable, you can leverage that to basically get a good lifestyle. It, it, it won't matter if you're female or if you're male or what your ethnicity is. That's how meritocracies work. This is absolutely absurd. If you believe this, that is too bad. But once I said, but like I said in the beginning, this is just an indicator of, of the brainwashing and how pervasive it is that people out there actually believe this. They believe they can be intelligent and well-spoken and they actually perceive other people as perceiving them as something different than actual reality. As a black man, my father taught me when being pulled over by the police to pull your insurance and registration out of the glove box and keep it ready on your seat. That way, you do not have to reach in the glove box when the police are at your window. Now, you should be taught how to conduct yourself if you are pulled over by law enforcement. Show respect. Don't make sudden moves. Speak clearly. Don't get belligerent. Answer questions. Understand that it's a civil servant. You can ask questions respectfully. That's just good practice. Because that person who's walking up to your window can get killed doing stops like yours. So their perspective is a bit different. They're gonna be more cautious because they can actually lose their lives from a routine traffic stop. I've seen it. If you haven't heard it, you can look on YouTube and look at videos of them just pulling somebody over and being completely respectful and the person just shoots them. So when you have a job like that, you're gonna be more cautious. And so it would behoove you to have an understanding of that and conduct yourself accordingly. So this right here isn't something that a black person has to do. This is something that anyone, male, female, no matter the ethnicity, should practice because you need to be aware of the situation and aware of the responsibilities that you have and the responsibilities that law enforcement has. And if someone happens to step out of the line, it will be more obvious because you are not. You are being respectful. So if they do, you do have recourse. You can get their badge number. You can file a complaint. You can file a lawsuit because you have the same protections under our Constitution that anyone else does. So once again, this, this is just pragmatism right here. This is something that just the black community has to do. So this is number eight. I'm not gonna go through all 21 because you know we'd be here forever. But I'm gonna you know add this link where I can. I want you to go through them. You you see the the theme. They're all anecdotal, or they're pragmatic. It has nothing to do with with ethnicity or race. But what I want to get across to you is that this is just like a clear symptom of of the brainwashing and social conditioning that the black community has suffered, America, period, but black community, especially since this is directed towards the black community, that they've been accepted, that they've been, that they've been exposed to purposefully over the last 60 years or so. I'll read one more, just, just so you can see, like they're all the same. Let's go down to the bottom, near the bottom here. Now, as I said, all of these are absolutely absurd, but check this one out. Number 15, knowing that I'll be followed, knowing, you know you're gonna be followed. You know that you are. 
Knowing that I'm going to be following shopping in high-end stores, I have product-related questions prepared for when they invariably ask me if I need assistance. Replying with no thank you, I'm just browsing, makes their suspicion jump, and suddenly I have an unofficial entourage. I'm a college-educated black man about to turn 40, but I still have to play these sorts of silly games. It can be very exhausting. Now, first of all, if you're college-educated, you need to sue the college because they failed at their job of probably educating you. That's one. Two, if you believe that you get this with high-end stores, then why do you keep going? <laughs> Just like, if you really believe this country is, is, is inherently racist, why are you still here? You actually can go to other countries. They have a process that you can get in. Why don't you go? If you're, if you're, if you're in a neighborhood that treats you this way, why don't you move? Or why don't you join the, the, the local government so you can change some things about it? Why don't, why, don't, why don't you sue the store for discrimination? Why don't, you, why don't you take steps to make changes if this is actually happening? I don't know why. Because it's all in your head. You've been conditioned to feel this way. I've never experienced any of these things. Even when I was younger and, and I was more in that demographic because, you know, most violent crimes in this country are perpetrated by, by black men. <laughs> and they're between the ages of like 18 and 35. That's just, the, that's just the stats. Sorry to tell you, that's just the truth of the matter. So even when I was in that demographic, which if you're trying to do preventative law enforcement, you would pay more attention to the young men that fall within these stats. You simply would. You, you would keep an eye on them. Due to the statistics, if you don't like the statistics, then stop doing crimes and you will change that. But, you know, we don't want to get into accountability, you know, everything is somebody else's fault. Because that's how victims do. But victims have no power. So all you're saying is that even though we're descended from kings and queens, we're actually paupers. And you let these folks condition you into believing that, that you're still a slave. And yet, some of the most prominent black supremacists, and because it's just black supremacy, they're millionaires and billionaires. But, but they don't tell you how to get millions. They tell you that you can't, but they did. You don't see anything wrong with that. This person believes that if they're in a high-end store, they're gonna get an entourage after they say, no, I don't require any help. Really? The store doesn't even have employees that can just follow you around. That's not how business works. They can't go, oh, we have one in here, okay, we got it. We're gonna put we're gonna put units one and two on, on on this black person walking through. What about the other customers? Oh well, we can't really help them right now. We have to follow this black person because you know they're gonna steal from us. Really? Really? Look, bottom line is you've been socially conditioned. You're you're in a jail cell that's completely invisible. And I'm over here trying to give you the key. And you refuse to see it. But you are completely and totally enslaved by your own mentality. Your own mind. And it's, and it's for purposes that are not going to help you. Someone else is conditioning you to be this way for their own ends. Because you being in that invisible cage, you being that slave to this mentality serves their purposes. 
And as soon as it doesn't, you will be discarded. And you will be replaced. So, I'll include this in. You can read through them. And honestly, if you've had anything, any of these things happen to you, that's too bad. That is not indicative of, of some pervasive problem that the whole country has. That's one anecdotal story where you had an interaction with someone who is ignorant and evil. And that one person is not indicative of every citizen who looks like them. Just like as a black person, you wouldn't want to be judged off the actions of another black person. Do you see how they got you doing the same thing in reverse, but trying to tell you that it's okay when you do it? No, racism is racism. No matter what side of the coin you flip, racism is racism. It has nothing to do with the power dynamic, any of that BS. That's part of that social condition. They're trying to make you believe that when you do evil, it's not actual evil because evil has been done to you. So you're just responding to evil, using evil, and therefore it makes it good. No, it's still evil. Evil is evil. And the way that you combat evil is not with more evil. That's not how that works. You rise above all of that. You use your moral compass to move through all of that nonsense. You gotta follow that light. They're trying to keep you in the dark. You know what I'm, you know what I'm over here trying to do? I'm over here trying to turn on that light. Always. You gotta do well.